morning, church. You, uh, you guys have some energy today. Rodney, don't you think the singing is a little more powerful, energetic? Um, maybe it's the songs. Maybe it's the season. Maybe you got some more rest. Whatever it is, your, your singing is very encouraging today. I believe all of our uh, folks that went on Honduras medical mission trip are back. Is that right? And so a lot of prayers were offered on their behalf. So we're glad that they're back, glad that they're safe. I know we'll be hearing more about um, that trip. There's a special group we have with us today. We've got a lot of visitors today. We're glad you're here, but there's a, a group that I want to recognize. We've got the Longhorns for Christ um, from the University of Texas. They came up. A, a bunch of them came up to help paint our youth building, the hub. So you need to stand up so we can recognize you. Thank you. They, uh, they spent their weekend to come up and paint. And I've got some really good video of some things that were happening. So uh, you may have noticed some of them even helped serve communion. So that's very exciting. Having spent 14 years in college ministry, it's always exciting to see college students um, give up weekends to come help churches, people, meet with youth groups. So thanks for coming. We're glad, we're glad you're here. And you need to go see the, the hub. When you walk in, you'll notice a difference. It, it's some different colors. They didn't pick the colors. They just, it's, it's not burnt orange. They just came and painted whatever was put before them. So uh, let me tell you about our series that we've got going on here. What does it mean to be a church member? Matt prayed about that. And uh, we've been talking about what it means to be a church member. We talked about having a church family. We talked about covenant relationship. We talked about being more than average. We even gave you a free book, um, I Am a Church Member. If you didn't get one by any chance, um, let me know because um, we still have, I don't know, six or eight. We want you to read that. You can have it. You can mark that up. As a matter of fact, we mentioned that uh, you'll find in the back, it was in the seats a week ago, the Pine Tree Church of Christ Member Covenant. If you want to take one of these and uh, have your family fill it out and put it in the box in the foyer or put it in the box over in the fellowship, uh, the foyer over there, our elders are going to take these and they're going to pray over these. There's enough copies in the back that you can take one home and put it on the fridge and keep one at home. But if you want to, you don't have to. We're not making you. But if you want to fill out this covenant and have everybody in your mem- uh, family member sign this, put it in the box or hand it to one of the elders, they want to uh, pray over your commitment, your covenant, I think that's awesome. So just put it in the box. It doesn't have to be today. You're thinking, well, I forgot. There's plenty of copies in the back. You can take it home. You can bring it back anytime. We'll make sure the elders get those. We're talking about being a church member, though, and what it means to be a church member, because we don't want average members, and we don't want our members to live average lives. So we're kind of taking a look at some things. And today I want to talk about next steps. Because there's some steps that you can take to be a better Christian. There's some steps you can take to be a stronger Christian. There's some steps you can take to be a more mature Christian. In fact, I listed some steps. We take steps around the house all the time. Maybe you wear, like I've told you before about the Nike fuel band that I have. It measures all kinds of stuff. It measures steps. Doctors will tell you you need to take 10,000 steps a day, which is good exercise. We take steps at work. We take steps to financial freedom. There's steps to getting a loan, steps to exercise. Um, Sydney enrolled in pharmacy school. When you go to college, if you go to college, if you pursue a degree, you say, here's what my degree is, and then they tell you what classes you're going to take. 
Because they know to get from point A to point B, there's some things you need to do. And colleges know that. And so Sydney was handed, here's the classes you will take. She didn't have any choices. It's take it or leave it. If you want to be a pharmacist, we know how to make you into a pharmacist. We know how to get you from point A to point B. Take these classes. And many of y'all that got a college degree, you're familiar with that. You're familiar with next steps. If I want to get from this side of the stage to that side of the stage... I've got to take some steps. If I want to get to, from this side of town to that side of town, I've got to take some steps. If I want to get from here to California, I've got to take some steps. If I want to go around the globe, it's going to take a lot of steps. So sometimes the things we pursue only take a few steps. Sometimes the things we pursue take a lifetime of steps. And becoming a fully devoted Christ follower takes a lot of steps. Now, here's what I want to talk to you about today. This is an interesting sermon. I'm not going to throw a lot of Scripture at you today. I'm just going to be honest with you. But I'm going to throw a lot of practical at you to help you take steps to be a fully devoted Christ follower. So, I was reading through this book. They surveyed 80,000 Christians from 200 churches. So, that's some pretty good research. And they asked them the question... What's the most important thing you want from your church? And one of the top answers was, challenge me to grow and take the next step in my spiritual life. It wasn't about, I want to come to church for friendships. I want to come to church for worship. I want to come to church for... It was, help me take the next steps from A to B. So the question is, can you predict spiritual maturity? Are there some steps you can take to be spiritually mature. Now, our uh, mission statement, helping people grow into fully devoted Christ followers. We want to take people from wherever they are to become fully devoted Christ followers. Are there some steps you can take? Are there proven results? Are there some things that you can do to become a fully devoted Christ follower? Well, according to this research, 80,000 people... 200 churches, there are some things that you can do. So I want to talk to you today about next steps. I'm just going to throw, throw them at you. I'm not going to go real in-depth on those because I want to do that in weeks to come. All right? Now, I need to say this. Your spiritual journey looks different than my spiritual journey. Everybody's spiritual journey is different. But no matter where you are, you should want to become a fully devoted Christ follower. Some of y'all are a little, a few more steps along the way. Some of y'all have taken a lot of steps. But guess what? We never arrive. Paul said, I press on. The apostle Paul said, I press on. I haven't obtained it yet. So this is one of those journeys. This is one of those faith journeys that you don't necessarily get from A to B. You're just on your way to becoming more like Christ. Aren't we supposed to walk in the light as He is in the light? Aren't we supposed to walk in the steps of Jesus so that we become more like Jesus? So what are some steps that I can take to be a fully devoted Christ follower? The first one is this, spiritual beliefs. People who want to be spiritually mature believe certain things. And according to the survey of 80,000 people, 200 churches... The one thing that you need to believe more than any other, the one thing that rated at the top of the list, you need to believe in salvation by grace. What does that mean? It means that you believe there's nothing you can do to earn your salvation. There's nothing you have done that can earn your salvation. You believe in salvation by grace. 
You believe that what Jesus did at the cross is what paid for your sins. You believe that there's nothing you can do. That's what it means to believe salvation by grace. Now, there's four or five other things that people who are spiritually mature and on their journey of faith believe. They believe in the authority of the Bible. Not everybody does. Not everybody believes that this is the Word of God. Not everybody believes in the authority of Scripture, but people who want to be fully devoted Christ followers and take the next step, they believe in the authority of Scriptures. They believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God in the flesh. And they believe that they need to put Jesus as top priority in their lives. So that's what we mean by spiritual beliefs. If you want to be a fully devoted Christ follower, there's some beliefs that need to take place. Next on the list is baptism. We believe that the next step in obedience... Is, is baptism. We believe the Bible teaches that people who want to be committed to Jesus and be fully devoted Christ followers repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. We believe that. Why should you be baptized? Because Jesus was baptized. Why should you be baptized? Because Jesus said, I want you to be baptized. We're going to spend a whole lesson on baptism. I believe that every Christian should be able to explain to someone the next step of baptism. We need to tell people the good news of Jesus and tell them what the next step is that they need to do and why they need to do that. So the next step is baptism. Now, let me say this. I don't know if I said this because I'm going 100 miles an hour. These aren't in any particular order. Okay, you don't, you don't have to follow these in any particular order. These are just steps. Okay? These are just steps. But I will say, baptism is a crucial step. Baptism is that step where you say, I declare that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I commit my life to Jesus Christ, who I believe is the Son of God. I want to be a witness for Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God. So baptism is a crucial step. Let's go on. Membership. People who want to be fully devoted Christ followers want to have ownership in a church. They want to have responsibilities in the church. They believe it's important to come together to worship as a church family. They believe they need to take part in the church family. And so we believe, and we want you to believe, that church membership is important. There's no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian. There's no such thing as hopping around from church to church. God gave us the local church so that we would invest in the local church and be tied to a local church. So, membership is a crucial one. I'm going so fast. Let's just see if I missed anything. A thousand years from now, there won't be a Microsoft or Dell or Apple. There won't be a Hollywood, but there will still be a family of God. So, you need to be in the family of God. One day, you're going to die. And you're going to stand before God and He's going to want to know if you invested in His local church that Jesus died to establish. And you need to be prepared to give Him an answer. Say, Lord, I was hooked up. I was connected. The Bible says we are members of God's household and we are joined together. We are stronger when we are connected. We are stronger when we are together. We're going to talk about membership more. Next is serving. I want to call that your personal ministry. People who want to be fully devoted Christ followers believe they need to serve in some way. In fact, let me read you a statistic. Of the 80,000 people in the survey, those who were determined to be the most Christ-centered group, 83% of them served in some way at least an hour a month. I'm not talking about you devoting every day. 
But fully devoted Christ followers get hooked up in a personal ministry in some way. We just had folks go on a mission trip, spend a week of their life, a week of their vacation, a week away from work, a lot of their own money to go on a mission trip. I guarantee you, when you go on a mission trip, it'll change your life, and you're going to be more mature when you come back than when you left. Maybe it's teaching. Maybe it's working at caring and sharing. You know what? You get to decide how you serve. But if you want to get from point A to point B, you got to get involved in ministry. You decide what your personal ministry is. It's important for you to do that. Serving is the most catalytic experience offered by the church. What does that mean? When you invest and get involved in personal ministry, it is one of the biggest catalysts for growing your faith that the church has to offer. So you need to get involved in personal ministry. Small groups. I'm just going to say you need to be involved in small groups. We're going to spend a lesson on small groups. We believe in relationships. There's 35 one another um, verses in the Bible. We're here to build one another up and edify one another and encourage one another and pray with one another. And there's 35 one another. We're going to talk about those. You need to get involved in small groups. People who get involved... Listen, listen to me. It's about relationships. You can come to worship and leave and never have any interaction with people. You can go to Bible class and leave and never have any interaction with people. But when you spend time with people in a small group atmosphere, a group of six or eight or ten... Your life changes. But we're going to talk more about that with small groups. Reading the Bible. I've I, I, I got I to read some stuff to you. The most important spiritual growth need expressed by people across the board. Help me understand the Bible in depth. That's what people want. Help me understand the Bible. That's why we encourage you to read the Bible. That's why we encourage you to be in the Bible. Listen. Don't hear me wrong. Hear me right. I'm not talking about offering more classes where we drop information on you. I'm talking about you reading the Bible and asking God to transform your life. We have the information. We haven't done real well on the application. We need to ask God and pray to God, God, what do you want this scripture to do to change my life? We need to talk to people about what they need to do. We need to talk to people about how Scripture changes their lives. You need to be in the Word of God to listen to God, to hear God. God, what do you want to say in my life? That's what I'm talking about reading the Bible. Let me read this to you. There's a direct correlation between your private devotional life and your faith. According to this research, the Bible is the most powerful catalyst for spiritual growth hands down if you want to be a fully devoted christ follower the one thing you can do more than any other is getting the word of god it'll change your life more than anything else it'll change your life more than worship more than the singing more than the serving it will change your life more than anything else as a matter of fact they surveyed people when the, and they asked them when your faith stalled when you reached a point in your life, you thought, you know, I'm just, I'm just not growing. It's just not happening. The number one reason their faith stalled, they said, I haven't been in the Word of God. And they said, as soon as I got back in the Word of God, my faith started getting stronger. You need to be in the Word of God. 
Another step is giving. The one thing that people don't like churches to talk about is the one thing I like to talk about more than anything else. So we're going to spend a sermon on that, but I just want to say this. When you give to God, you are inviting God to get involved in your financial life. We want God to get involved in every area of our life. So when you give and you put money in the plate, there's a lot of things that go with that. I mean, think about the mission work and think about the mission trip. You helped fund the people who went to Honduras this last week to change people and so many. You helped do that because you gave and because you invested. I'm going to talk more about this. I could go for an hour right now with no notes because I love talking about giving. But on average, and I don't want to be an average church, on average, across the board, not just our church, on average, in America... We operate on 30% of membership giving. Most churches, not just our church, the money that comes in, we do what we do on 30% of the membership investing. Imagine what we could do if the other 70% invested. But we need to talk about money and we need to talk about giving. So, next steps. So I have to ask you a question. What's your next step? What's the step that you need to take? What's the step you need to take to be closer to Jesus? What's the step you need to take? I'm not asking you to get from A to B. I'm just asking you to take one step. What's the step keeping you from being a fully devoted Christ follower? What's the one thing that's keeping you? What's the one thing that's holding you back? I found this. I like this. A journey of a thousand miles begins. One step. A journey of a thousand miles begins. Where do you need to start? We're about to sing what we call an invitation song. You can't find that anywhere in the Bible. But here's what we do. We're going to have everybody stand and we're going to sing a song to encourage you to respond to Jesus. We're not encouraging you to respond to this church. We want you to respond to Jesus. So here's what we do when we sing an invitation song. There's going to be people singing... And there's going to be people praying that Jesus will do something and change your life and encourage you to take a step. For some of you, you need to take a step down the aisle and you need to get up here in this baptistry. You know what baptism is. You've known all your life what baptism is. You know what scriptures say about baptism. And for whatever reason, you say, I'm not doing that. Maybe your next step is, you know what, today I'm going to be baptized. Maybe you need to take a step and go the other direction. We've got shepherds in the back who will take you to a private room and they will pray for you and embrace you in prayer and lift you up before the throne of God to encourage you to be a stronger Christian in your walk so that you can be a fully devoted Christ follower. You you decide what step you need to take. Maybe your step is, you know what, tomorrow, I'm going to start reading the Bible. I'm going to start reading the Bible. One of my goals this year is to read more books. So I bought a book this week um, entitled, What the Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast. I'm thinking they sleep. (laughs) Successful people, you define that any way you want. You can go buy the book. I don't get any kickbacks. They get up and exercise physically. They get up and exercise spiritually. Maybe you need to get up early tomorrow and take that next step and start reading your Bible, praying to God. 
God, what do you want to do in my life? How do you want to change my life? Your devotional life, your personal discipline, whatever your next step is. We're going to sing an invitation song to encourage you. If you need to respond to Jesus in any way, please do so as we stand and sing. I am a sheep and the Lord is my shepherd, watching over my soul, my soul to keep guarding.